allowing that greediness and resiliency to rise up in your spirit where you say, I don't accept desperation anymore. I don't accept that this is how I operate. I choose to embrace the peace of God. I choose to operate from a place of peace. God, I receive your peace right now. It's this conversation in your mind where you make a pivot from living out of a place of desperation and declaring that you are going to live from a place of peace. Welcome to the Called Forth Podcast. This is the place where we help ambitious women of faith to activate and break through the belief structures holding them back. I'm your host, Dawn Town, author of the book, Hashtag More Than Done, speaker, wife, and mama four. I'm going to show you how to go from stuck to called forth while connecting to the full expression of who God has made you to be and make this season your season in your life and your business. I believe God has called you forth from the very beginning, and this is your season of awakening and activation. Hello, and welcome to today's episode. We are going to be discussing how to create and seek purpose from a place of peace rather than desperation. There is a huge difference in the final product when you are operating from a place of peace rather than desperation. And there are so many reasons for this. Number one, there is just an altogether different energy that you bring when you're seeking out your purpose from a place of desperation than you have when you're coming from a place of peace. And I would know this because I have done this so many countless, painfully countless times. I have operated from a place of desperation. And it meant that my vision was limited because this desperation was in my face and it just clouded my vision. It was just this fog I was in. It was like beating the air with my fists, trying to move forward through this fog. And I couldn't see where I was going because the desperation was really like this fog, this cloud. It just limited my vision so much. And I get that when you're in the thick of desperation, sometimes you don't even feel like you see it. You don't get it. It's like when you're other on the other side of desperation is when you realize, oh, I was operating out of desperation. Or you might know it logically in your mind that you're coming from a place of desperation, but you feel powerless to step into a different place of peace or trust because of frustration or unmet expectations, disappointments, discouragement, all of it. So as you're listening to this episode, my hope and my prayer for you is that This is a wake up call for you that you get revelation as you're listening and that God just speaks to your heart. And that if you are in a fog of desperation, that it is made clear to you and that you become aware of it because I, I get how sometimes we're not aware of it. And so this isn't coming from a place of condemnation or shame because I am so not about that. I want you to just hear what I'm going to share in this episode and allow God to bring revelation. So one of the first things I would ask you to look at, if you find yourself coming from a place of desperation or stress or anxiety or scarcity or any sort of negative emotion that leaves you feeling frustrated or discouraged rather than that place of peace and trust that you long to be in, I want you to start off with releasing God from the timeline of how long it's going to take to happen how it's going to take its shape and its form and really the whole blueprint. I mean, we want the blueprint, right? We want to know how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen. And I do believe God is a God of order. The Bible even says so. So I'm not saying that you should embrace chaos or dis 
organization, unorganization. But what I am saying is release God from any way that you have limited or put him in a box or said, this is how it has to happen or anger or frustration over how you feel like it should have happened by now. I know in my life, I still to this day have to check my heart as the cliche phrase goes, because there are times where I put God in an hourglass and I'm like, okay, by the time this time frames up, this needs to happen because I'm over this season or I'm done with this situation, or I just need this to end tomorrow with whatever it is I feel like I need to be done with and walk away from. And in a previous episode, I've shared how God told me directly last year, actually to break the hourglass I had given him that my life needed to come together by the time I was 40 and how releasing him from that hourglass, breaking the hourglass helps me to have vision to really see towards my future. And it really wasn't only that it was also a combination of dealing with a lot of inner healing work that I needed to have done and facing some deconstruction of belief systems that I had operated from, from the time I was very young and didn't even recognize it. So that would be the first place I would start is releasing God from your hourglass, the time frame, or the box that you've given him so that you can be open to receiving the downloads and the vision that he longs to give you or that he stands ready to give you. But because it looks different than what you think it should, sometimes we, we don't have those open hands to receive And that's not to say that God can't penetrate through our sometimes place of ignorance that we can be operating out of, but that is where I would start. Secondly, I would say, ask God if there is any deeper work that you need to do, any healing of traumas, unmet expectations, disappointments that you have that he wants to touch and bring healing to. I have to preface this with saying, I don't believe that God is asking you to be perfect before he allows your life to unfold in the way that you want him to. I don't believe that he is coming from a place of saying, okay, you're not going to get what you want. And I'm withholding from you because you don't have it all together. You're not perfect. I know I have thought that in my life at different times when things didn't happen for me, I'm like, gosh, do I have to have it all together? Do I have to be perfect? And I've had mentors and coaches challenge me on that and say, Is that really who God is that he would be withholding from you because you don't have it all together. And the truth is that doesn't line up with the word of God. That does not line up with who scripture says he is. So I want to make that very clear before I go any further, but by asking him and inviting him into those places of your heart or blind spots that you might have, you make way for space and healing that God may be wanting to give you in conjunction with the breakthroughs that you long to have, or he knows that these healing, this healing, this inner healing, this inner work needs to happen before he really opens the door to what you want him to do. And you can do this through seeking out books and coaches and mentors or counselors, or just wise friends that you have, whoever God has placed in your life as people who can speak into you, into your heart. You know, I can think of somebody who's very close to me who was sharing with me a few weeks ago, like, I don't understand why God allows me to suffer. I don't understand why he hasn't taken this anxiety from me, this 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 anxiety that I felt like I've dealt with for forever. I don't understand. She was telling me, I don't understand if God really loves me, why he hasn't healed me. And in this same conversation, we started 
digging a little bit deeper and God brought something to the surface of her life that she had never shared before about something that had happened to her. And it was really traumatic. And she just broke down bawling, sharing with me what it was and what she came to the realization after, you know, we had talked through it and what really came to mind was that what God wanted to do for her in that moment is bring healing in this wounded place that she had. And just by answering the prayer of healing the anxiety she was feeling would not have allowed her to experience the full freedom of the inner healing that she needed from the trauma that she had endured. And I can think of how this took place in my own life. I went through five years of depression when I was in my late teens and early twenties. And I remember for five years daily, multiple times a day, praying, God release me from this depression, take this cloud from me, help me to crawl out of this ugly mud filled pit that I feel like I can't get out of on my own. God, take this from me, heal me. Like I would cry out. I fasted. I prayed. I read scripture. I did everything I could think of to do to walk out of that depression. And I couldn't for the life of me understand why God didn't just heal me. And I ended up discovering a book from Joyce Meyer called battlefield of the mind that really started to create a picture for why I was struggling the way that I did in tools and strategies and how you deal with negative or toxic thinking. And it was this whole like whirlwind of revelation I got from that book. When I realized if God had just healed the depression, I would not have had the tools and strategies to deal with it when it would try to dig its ugly claws in me again, later on down the road. There's a phrase that I know we've all heard called feed a man, a fish, and feed him for a day, teach a man to fish and feed him for a lifetime. And I felt like that was what really applied to me. You know, if God had just healed me, I would not have had the tools and the strategies to deal with what would come later on down in life, the things that would knock me down and would have kept me in depression. But because he offered me the tools and strategies through this book, through this amazing woman, Joyce Meyer, I was able to learn what I needed to learn about mindset and how powerful our thoughts were. So that way later on down the road, when I would have a situation or a circumstance that came up that caused me to feel depressed again, I was not down for as long as I was down for those five years. I was not as knocked flat on my face as I would have been had. I just had this immediate healing with no real work that would, that really needed to be done to heal the things in me that needed healed. You know, for me at that time, through that depression was me really reconciling the fact that my life did not unfold the way that I thought it would. And not just, you know, simply said that way, but it was the reconciliation of the fact that I had a plan for my life and all these things that I had planned to do. And then my life took a major turn at the age of 17 and 18. And I had to figure out how can I still go after the things that I want, even though my life looks dramatically different. The point was I didn't have the tools or the strategies to know how to continue forward towards the dreams and goals that I had for my life, even though life looked different and it was still achievable. I just didn't know how to get there. So I think this piece is really important to really dive deep with God and ask him, what do you want to heal in me? What still needs to be healed? What place in my heart have I left closed off? Even though you may have told God, you know, your deepest pain, your deepest, deepest hurts and wounds, is there still a belief system that you're operating out of, even though you've been open with God about the trauma that you've been through? 
I really believe that diving deep in that way brings revelation. The third thing that you can do is speaking out verbally from a place of peace and taking control in your mind. And what I mean by that is if you were feeling anxiety, depression, frustration, you're in that place of creating from a place of desperation and not peace. I want you to speak out and declare and not just declare something that's not there, but coming from a place of making a choice. I am going to choose to operate from a place of peace rather than desperation. And I understand that God brings peace. And sometimes it feels out of our control to just bring peace to ourselves. So the angle I'm really coming at from here is let allowing that greediness and resiliency to rise up in your spirit where you say, I don't accept desperation anymore. I don't accept that this is how I operate. I choose to embrace the peace of God. I choose to operate from a place of peace. God, I receive your peace right now. It's this conversation in your mind where you make a pivot from living out of a place of desperation and declaring that you are going to live from a place of peace. And sometimes this is something you have to do more than one time. It's not just like, oh, I can declare peace and the rest of my life is peaceful. No. But if you find yourself in this place of desperation and operating out of it, I want you to take the intention to really speak out and declare. And some people might word it as affirmations. And so however you have an understanding of this, I think it is so important to make this declaration and this choice and this receiving of peace. The fourth thing that you can do is when you find yourself in this place of desperation rather than peace is putting on some worship or soaking music. And this is something that feels so simple, but I have noticed just a shift in my spirit, my mind, my energy. When I stop this bullet train of negative, toxic, obsessive thinking, and I put my stake in the ground, my stop sign up mentally, and I pull myself mentally out of that place to go put on some worship and soaking music and do something different, not allow myself to sit there in that place, in those thoughts, in that toxicity and obsession. It's almost like snapping your fingers in your brain and, and waking up. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but I feel like we can do the same thing in our own mind by rerouting out of an, an obsessive thought pattern or a toxic thought pattern and putting on worship, soaking music, maybe even going to scripture, reading some scriptures, but doing that with intentionality to get yourself in a right place in your spirit and your mind. Maybe it's not soaking music, but it's like those intense worship songs that just suddenly shift your mind to think, you know, God is a God of action and he is my victor and he fights for me. And, you know, those worship songs had just like build up the faith in you and just get you excited and motivated. And just remembering the fact that God is not a weak God. He's not standing by weekly watching you struggle. He is fighting for you, fighting on your behalf. So that would be my fourth tip. My fifth one would be surround yourself with content and creators that inspire you and encourage you. Now, it's easy to get sucked into the hustle mentality. And if you find yourself listening to information, content, podcasts, or YouTube videos that cause you to feel more behind rather than inspired and hopeful for the future, then maybe that's a creator that you need to step back from for a while until you're in a better place. Or maybe it's somebody you step away from altogether. But the point is, is surrounding yourself with content and people and information that helps you to cultivate a place of peace and really have that open heart to receive God's peace. 
And last but not least, the last thing I would say is find your joy and your fulfillment in God. And this is so important because when you are operating out of a place of desperation, usually it means that you feel like once you're out of this desperate desperate place and God has opened the door for you and given you the breakthrough and helped you to get unstuck that you'll suddenly be happy. But as I have found in my own life, and I'm sure many of you have experienced this as well. Ultimately, when you get that breakthrough, when you get that answered prayer, there is still something in your life that's not right. Something that suddenly the new thing becomes the thing you obsess over the new thing. That's not right. The new prayer that you need answered. So if you can get yourself to that place and knowingly acknowledge that it is going to be God that you find your ultimate joy and fulfillment in, it will save you years down the road of just time where you feel miserable and upset because you're not feeling fulfilled. You're not feeling content. And the way that I have been able to learn to do this most recently, because I am so a work in progress, I do not have it all together and I don't have all the answers. I'm, I'm sharing with you from a place of the things that I have learned to do, the things I am currently working through and walking out. And this would be one of those places for me of learning, continually learning to walk out, finding my joy and my fulfillment in God. And recently it's been about what does it really mean to abide with God? in my life and the things that I'm pursuing and going after. And for me, what that has, has meant is really the point of this podcast being called forth where you go into this visual of the throne room of heaven and God calls you forth. And there is just a oneness that happens in this moment where he declares your destiny. And it's not something that you have to strive after or figure out on your own. He calls you forth into it. And so it's not just you or it's not just him. There is this oneness together where you walk into your destiny as one with Christ. And I know maybe that sounds like super spiritual or mystical or metaphysical and you're kind of, maybe I'm losing you here, but it's just the latest revelation to me of what it means to abide in Christ and find my fulfillment and my joy in him. That abiding is coming through approaching God and allowing him to call me forth and not waiting per se to be called into the throne room, but going there, knowing that I am a child of God and I'm royalty. And I believe if you have accepted Christ into your life as well, you are a child of God, you are royalty and he, and you have access to the throne room and that God calls you forth into that oneness with him, where you walk out the full expression of who he's created you to be. So as I wrap up here today in this episode, I just want to quickly cover the things we spoke about that I hope help you go from a place of desperation to operating out of a place of peace, creating and seeking your purpose from a place of peace. Number one, releasing God from your timeline or how it has to happen. Number two, ask God if there's any place in you that he wants to bring more healing or deconstruct any belief systems that are holding you back. Number three, take control in your mind and speak out verbally from a place of peace. Number five, put on worship music, put on soaking music, get quiet with God and get into a place of just worship and gratitude. Number five, surround yourself with content and people and information and scripture sermons that inspire you and encourage you from a place of peace. Six. Pursue your ultimate joy and your ultimate fulfillment from abiding in Christ. I hope these tips and tools and strategies and stories 
help you to make this season that you're in, no matter what it looks like, your season, that it helps you walk out of a place of feeling stuck or frustrated or discouraged because of disappointments and unmet expectations to a place where you are really growing and thriving and breaking through those walls that have previously held you back. If you would like more information, content like this, you could pick up my book, hashtag more than done on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, my website, and wherever books are sold. That's all we've got for this episode of the called forth podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also make sure to link up with us at www.dontown.com. That's D-A-W-N-T-O-W-N-E.com. And on social media. And please just share. Share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, you have been called forth.